this special episode of Those Podding Muslims, we have one of the world's leading Muslim feminist scholars and activists, Dr. Rifat Hassan. During her three-decade-long career, she's taught generations of students about Islam, particularly a progressive understanding of the religion. New Horizons in British Islam was proud to have hosted her at a seminar earlier this year where she discussed everything from her background to her life's work and the poet, philosopher and politician Muhammad Iqbal. So here you go, a special International Women's Day version of Those Podding Muslims with the eminent Dr. Rifat Hassan. We've heard a lot already about your work and your, your, your past, your education, your family, but you've really described what society we're living in as a patriarchal society. Well, what challenges do you think that poses? Patriarchal society, as we know, is uh, male-controlled, male-dominated and male-centered. Uh, and uh, it has implications in many, many areas. But, but uh, with regards to the sources of religion, say, for instance, Islam, all of the sources have been interpreted through the ages by men, and 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 the and the uh, the Quranic text, for instance, the, has been read in uh, terms of the culture of the various areas. You know, so we have Pakistani Islam and Egyptian Islam and um, Iranian Islam. So it's uh, the interpretation itself uh, goes through all these levels of culture. So patriarchy is when um, men are in charge. But I want to also clarify that patriarchy is held in place also by a vast majority of women. So it's male-centered and male-controlled, but a lot of women do this also. Just, just explain that for us. Um, the idea that men are superior to women, that men make all the decisions, that men define women, that men own women's bodies, that th these ideas you find in these cultures that we call patriarchal, but they are supported also by women living in that culture, many women. So, you know, while patriarchy benefits men, uh, it is also supported by women because they think that patriarchal structures give them a kind of security. And as long as they feel secure, you know, they are okay with it and it's all right. If they are not in the driver's seat and they don't have autonomy, they can live with it. Is that just a consequence of women living in a patriarchal society, that they've almost absorbed that ideology? Yes, in a sense they have. They've internalized the, the values of the culture in which they live. But um, I have also seen examples of younger people, for instance, and even people living in the Western societies, which are very different. There, there's a little bit of a schizophrenia there because they, their cultures of origin are far, seem to be far more patriarchal than the cultures in which they live, but they still have some sort of a baggage. And uh, then, they, then you have these various uh, options in terms of their action. You know, some revolt against it, some want to be independent, but I have also seen some who don't want to be. How does living in a patriarchal society and taking religion as the lens, how does that manifest and how, why is that a problem you see it? Well, if you live in a patriarchal society, and you know, patriarchal societies and communities exist everywhere. It's not just that they exist in the Middle East or in South Asia, they are everywhere. As I said, they, they, there are certain biases, certain attitudes toward men and toward women. And it's like, it has created a hierarchy where women, where women are always at the bottom. You find that, and, and the sense of inferiority and subordination has been uh, internalized for such a long time. 
you know, what happens is, for instance, a lot of modern young women living in the West, that on the one hand, they have what is called external empowerment. You know, they are doctors, lawyers, they, are, very, they seem to be very independent and autonomous as part of their life experience. But the other part is they still suffer from shame and guilt and fear and insecurity. That is the internal empowerment. And what I've been trying to do through my work is to, is to uh, recognize the importance of internal, uh, internal disempowerment. Because, you know, if uh, you are not internally empowered, if you cannot overcome all of these complexes that you hold within you, which have been inherited from centuries of living in that attitude, then you can never really uh, become a self-actualized woman, even if you have external empowerment. And religion has a part to play in that, and you're saying that the, the authors, the, the translations over the decades, over the centuries, how does it, I suppose, manifest? What does it look like in the religious world in terms of a patriarchal society? In a patriarchal society, say, we look at the specific example of, of, of Islam, that um, the fact that the, the sources of Islam have been interpreted by men, uh, that the men are the ones who create the social structures in society, you know, whether it's marriage or its uh, attitude towards girls' education, whatever. They are rooted in, the, in this idea that men are superior, women are inferior, that men, women were created to serve men. And, uh, you know, in, in the context of marriage also, you know, the men are seen as the breadwinners, even though today there are so many women working and contributing. You know, there's a, there's a division based on uh, gender, and it is connected, and religion is misused and misinterpreted because I, on the basis of the work I've done in my life, I think Islam gives women a lot of rights. More rights, in fact, than it gives to men, but in actual practice, this is not, this is not implemented. And so we, you know, my, my journey or my mission uh, for the last so many decades has been to educate women uh, so that internally they become, so, you know, because when they are oppressed or when they are put in an inferior position, they are made to believe this is what God wills. This is what, you know, if you're a good Muslim woman, you do this. If you're a good Muslim wife, you do this. And these ideas are very patriarchal as to what you should be doing. And women have not been allowed to become educated enough in Islam to have access to the sources of, like, to read the Quran for themselves. They're always going to a man to tell them what does this mean. So that's the thing that the, there's, a, there's a divide between the internal consciousness of what, where women are and their externals. How difficult then is it to break out of that? You're saying it's down to education, but do you educate women by using the Quran? You know, it, it depends on who I'm talking with. You know, for instance, if I'm talking to a, a, a Muslim woman, and you know, the majority of Muslim women are poor, illiterate, and live in a village. If I'm talking to one such woman, what I will say to her is in very broad and basic terms. I ask her, do you believe in God? And of course she believes in God. This is what sustains her. Uh, do you believe that God is merciful? Do you believe God is just? Uh, yes. Uh, is God the God of everybody, including you? Yes. Does God, would you think God would like for you to be happy and healthy and, you know? She, you know, these are terms she understands, but you have to make her aware of them. You have to make her conscious, you know, if, if, these men, if there's a girl in that culture who wants to go to a school and is not allowed to. If, if you talk to her and tell her, uh, the Quran gives you the right to education, the Quran gives you the right of choice, you know, you, you put a tool in her hand with which she can strive. But, you know, for, of course, it depends. It 
depends on the person. Some people will take it and fight with it and some people will not. But I, I am seeing more and more that as women become more self-aware, uh, they, they uh, are more likely to struggle for their, for their independence, for their development. Do you think reading scriptures for yourselves causes or may pose problems? Um, yes and no, because I think that uh, since women have historically been deprived of the opportunity to, become, to read, book, say, the Qur'an, that they would not feel confident in reading it. You know, they will, first of all, the Qur'an is in Arabic. A majority of Muslim, Muslims don't speak Arabic, so they would read it in translation. And, you know, so they, they, the average woman would not think of dream of reading it uh, to understand it. I mean, I mean, they read it just because they think they get a lot of uh, credit in heaven for reciting the Qur'an, even if you don't understand it. So it's that kind of attitude. But, you know, when I talk to uh, girls who are educated, women who are educated, I was just at a conference in Bradford where, where all the women nearly were professional women. They're not there at a different level. And when you say, go and read the Quran, it's likely that they will, that they will get over that uh, inhibition. And, and I, but they, I think that they have to, they should do it, you know, and maybe they don't understand all of it. And after reading it over so many years, there's still there are some parts that I don't know for sure what they mean, you know, you have to study more and you struggle more. At least you have to make the, the book accessible to them and, and in a way empower them that they should have the, they have the duty because it's, a, it's God's mm -hmm. word to every individual that they need to make the effort. Is it, is it purely education? I mean, how do we break away from patriarchal structures? Is it just education? Is there more than that? No, it's not just education. It's not just education because I, I know a lot of women who are educated and they are still shackled. So it's not... But education... Without education, it's impossible. But education is not... There are not a lot of other factors also. Do you see it changing do you think feel things are changing i know earlier this year we had the, the women's movement women's march it was particularly led in america i think that we had it here maybe i'm noticing it more maybe but certain uprising but at the same time the other end of the scale real extremities and and subordination but do you feel like anything's absolutely, changing absolutely there, there's been a lot of change i mean since i started doing my work in this area in 74 the world seems to have changed. You know, there, there are lots of dynamic uh, women's movements. They may be uh, women's um, uh, activities. They may be on a small scale. But, you know, as you travel through the Muslim world, you'll find that women are doing business. They are studying. They are lawyers. They are doctors. You see a lot of, I mean, in any Islamic city, big city, you will see a lot of women out in the public space. So I think that things are changing. But, you know, change... As I said, when it comes to uh, change in the outward world, you know, like education, like becoming a professional, that, of course, entails its own kind of struggle, depending on what kind of family you come from. But when it comes to religion, women have been inhibited from reading it. And so I, I see, again, a divide. You know, they may be very liberated in some aspects, but not in other aspects. Is our understanding of Islam adequate, or is there a place for reform when it comes to gender? Very large questions here. Um, uh, is our understanding of Islam adequate? You know, I think that, you know, again, Islam is, uh, the sources of Islam are multiple. The Quran, the Prophet's life and schools of law and so on. So I, I think on the whole, if you look at the, if, if I answer your question in, with, with uh, respect to 
the Muslim Ummah itself across the world, I think we have a very high rate of illiteracy. I think that understanding of Islam in that sense is, is, is lacking. I mean, Muslims know about the five daily prayers, they know about Ramadan and so on, but you know, all of the, 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 the real the, uh, infrastructure, the superstructure, the message of the whole book, I think that is not really adequate uh, as far as I can see. And um, reform is essential. You know, in all, in all human endeavors, uh, what is reform? Reform is critique of what is happening now with reference to uh, what the ideal situation would be, you know, like for instance, if, if, I, if I say that uh, God gives, uh, recognizes women, men and women as equal, that it gives equal opportunity to both, for both to develop, now that's the Quranic ideal, the Muslim culture is actually very far from it. But I think if you realize that that's the ideal, then you will at least try to strive toward it. And, and this striving toward higher understanding is going on everywhere. It's, it, is, it is there. These movements have started, but sometimes because of lack of direction, because there, for instance, with, in Islam there are so few women who have undertaken this work that they, 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 you know, how many people can they reach, and how much impact can they have? So we have to build this movement. Do you think we'll get there in in our lifetime, in my daughter's lifetime? Um, I don't worry about that question actually. You know what, what what I've learned from Islam is you do your best every day of your life, and you leave the rest to God. So I, I can't answer that, whether you will. Maybe it'll happen very quickly, because sometimes changes, changes are revolutionary. And I've seen that in my lifetime in some respects. So maybe it will. Maybe it will happen in your lifetime. And I hope you live for a long time. <laughs> So there you go, a special International Women's Day version of Those Podding Muslims. If you liked it, please do subscribe, share, tell your friends, do everything you can. Um, a special thank you to Dr. Rifat Hassan for traveling all the way from America and giving us the time that she did. It was, I'm sure you'll agree, a fascinating listen. If you like our work, please do find us on social media. For now, though, thank you for listening and speak to you next time.